reassessment year. It's a year where Mr. Jeff Taylor here, our guest today, and his office have to go out and they are going to update the value of your property based on the changes in the real estate market. He's here to talk to us about that today and a lot more. Mr. Jeff Taylor, thanks for joining us. We Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, I appreciate you giving us the time to come in and explain a little bit about what we do uh, at our office. There's a lot of misconception about what the assessor's office does. You know, people think that it's a suggestion. When they say reassessment year, they think it's a suggestion. They think that the legislature says, if you feel like going out there and reassess it, go out there. That's not what it is. They tell us we must reassessed property every four years and this is the fourth year uh 2020 is a reassessment year so we're we're out there looking at the values and we don't do this on a guess we don't do it on a whim we do it based off of the sales that come out of there per square foot in the neighborhoods we do the land we do buildings we do your your businesses so we have a scientific approach that we use and anybody that ever wants to see that approach i would love to show it to you because it's a boring boring process but it's one that i enjoy doing and so i'm a numbers guy i like to see them so when the numbers fall into place i like to see it some people don't but if you ever think that your assessment is too high or if you think it's wrong you need to come see us because if it's wrong you have an appeal process that you can go through the appeal process is that if you don't like your assessment or you don't agree with it then you can appeal it to the parish council who will then appeal it to the tax commission so there's a lot of steps that you can do if you don't like the assessment now if you just don't like it because it went up or if you just don't think that people ought to pay taxes on their homes or if you just don't like it for any reason that's not the way the system works that is by the constitution we have to do it a certain way and i'm going to i made a pledge when i raised my right hand i took an oath to do the job i am going to do that job and I'm going to reassess the properties and assess it fairly and equitably. You know, that, that's what my job is. So let's talk about fair and equitable. Talking about that scientific process a little bit. You said, I mean, if people are interested, they can come look at it. But reassessment here is is a huge undertaking by your office. And without getting into the, you know, let's take a 32,000 foot view of it and talk a little bit about not only what it looks like from inside your office and what you have to do to gear up for a reassessment year and what happens there, but what people can see in the streets. Because, I mean, there are, are there are individuals who have to go out, are there not? Oh, yes, yes. So start with your office and what happens internally and then, you know, kind of branch out from there. Well, I'll start from 20 years ago. 20 years ago when we first got in, properties was not even listed on our assessment rolls. If we didn't know who lived in that property, we couldn't pull it up. We didn't have any technology to to know who lived there. So we would actually go and knock on the neighbor's door, who lives over here? And then we'd go back and check that name on our assessment rolls. They could be on, they could be off. We didn't know. When we first did a spot check from Dental Springs to Livingston, we had 30% of the properties that were not listed. That Not that they were under-assessed. They were not listed at all. There was no record of them anywhere. So we went to work, and it took us the first four years just to try to see who was listed and who was not. That was our first four years. Our second four years, we went to the tax commission. We said, there, it's impossible for us to even do a reassessment because 
this person is on the roll. This one is not. This one has a 1,200-square-foot house that's really an 1,800-square-foot house, but they gave the information on their homestead wrong. Well, if you have wrong information, you cannot do a fair reassessment because two houses side-by-side, McHugh, you tell the truth and tell me that yours is 1,800 square feet. Your neighbor says that his is 1,200 square feet, but they're both 1,800 square feet. If I put them on a $100 square foot, they're never going to be equal because the information is wrong. So we decided at that point we was going to go through a huge undertaking. And I will tell you, your Livingston Parish Assessor's Office has the best information of any office in this state. They talk about our information that we went out and gathered. I had people that went and put tape measures on every structure in this parish. We didn't just go by the square footage off of your homestead anymore. We updated that. That's why a lot of people saw such a large increase because their homestead would say that they had a 1,000-square-foot house and they were living in a 2,000-square-foot house. So we had to update that information, and we did. And we're down to less than 400 structures in this parish that have not had a tape measure on them. 400 out of all the structures in this parish that we have not put some kind of measurement on them. When I said tape measure, it could be the wheel, it can be our technology from the map, but we're less than 400. That's pretty huge. You can talk to any other parish. They don't do that. There's parishes that don't even have a crew that goes out and gets measurements. My guys are working it every single day. So we now know that we have assessments that are going to be fair and equitable because of the square foot measurement. Now, we have still have some problems that we have to work on. The attributes of the houses. If you don't own our system, we found out this year, if you don't check every attribute on that house, it doesn't update the uh, value of that house. That value will stay uh, level. Well, good thing about it is we found that now. So we know we got to check that attribute and it's updated some of the assessment that stayed level for 5, 10, 15 years that we didn't even know because we had a program in place that said if the assessment does not change, it lets us know. Well, the land was changing, but the value of the house was not because we didn't have all the attributes. We have went through and checked all that. A lot of things have to go into it to make sure it works. We have we look like a bunch of little ants going around our office. We are measuring. We are coming back. We're drawing out. We're sketching. We're taking pictures. We've got different groups that do different things. We got the ones that pull all of our information to make sure that the street, the classification is right. Because you can have two houses side by side. One of them can be classed as an A, and one can be classed as a B. That's total different values. You know that you you do real estate, so you know that it comes into value. So we've had a lot of work into it. So every four years. That's why they did it for so long. It was every four years because it took so long to do it. With the technology that we have now, I personally think that the reassessments can speed up a little bit, that you can do it more. The biggest thing that we find that people have a problem with is this the big jump. Four years. Values over four years. If you're going up 5% a year, that means in four years you got a 20% increase in your reassessment. And so people look at that and say, why such a large jump? Last year, my taxes were, or my assessment was this. This year, my assessment is this. Yeah, but four years ago is when we set your assessment. So when you come through, then you see that, you can see where that situation needs to be fixed. 
that also takes away from our districts because they're having to wait four years before they get the money that is truly due to them each year. Every four years, they get that windfall, as they call it. But it's not really a windfall because it should have been given to them year one, two, three, and four. And then that way, it would have been a slow process. So when you do that, you'll see that it's probably a better situation now that we've got our mapping and our flyovers and everything that we can do, we can see that in the permit uh, department, we're working very closely with Dental Springs and Walker and Key and, and all of the, the municipalities, the parish government. We're able to pull permits so we can see if anybody adds to their home or takes off. Okay. And so then we can come in there and we can do our flyover. We do a flyover every two years and they do it in the winter. The reason they do it in the winter is because there's no leaves and everything there. And so they can see the house. We were the first in the state, and we may have been some of the first in the nation to go to the one pixel flyover, which means that then when they fly over, they can see the doorknobs on your uh, doors. They can see a golf ball on the green. That's how low we can get to see. So we're able to draw a lot of our stuff now from our office instead of having to drive all over the place, which has saved us a lot of money with fuel. We still have people that's verifying, but we're able to use all these technology. With this, we're thinking that we're probably going to be able to get to a point to where you can do these reassessments a little bit quicker so people don't have a sticker shock. So a couple of things real quick before I, I, I ask some questions. Uh, there's about 62,000 structures in Livingston Parish. You're down to 400. I, that's an impressive number in and of itself. What's going on with the 400? By chance, the four hundred. What happened? You just run out of time to get them all done because when you think and fixing to get into just numbers that are just boring, there's each crew can do so many houses a day. Sure, and they can only. So when you take that daily, and we put a quota on them, we say you need to do this many, and per week you need to have this many. Well, when you look at those numbers and you've only got four crews out in the field and they can do 10 houses a day, that's 40 a, a, a week for a crew. So that's 160 a week for your whole office. And you only have a certain amount of weeks that you work because you got vacation, you got all these things that go into play. When you look at it, you're doing about 4,000 structures a year, 5,000 structures. You just said 62,000. We've been doing this for 12 to 14 years to make sure that we could catch up with it. That's the thing that people don't understand. And they say, well, what are you doing? And there's 62,000 of them. And so to do the job right, I didn't want to go in there and just halfway do it. I wanted to go in there and make sure that they were correct. And that way, when people could pull it up, real estate agents can now look at our figures. Our figures are right. They can look at uh, many, many things. Uh, individuals can call, say, look, I'm buying this house. Uh, it says it's 1500 How many do you got? We go in there and look at it. It's 1500 So it took us a while. So we're down to the last little bit. Now, we didn't go out and uh, uh, measure uh, mobile homes, you know, because a mobile home, you can look at it and tell what it's going to be. You know, it's, it's a 12 by 80. Uh, so we didn't have to measure those. Uh, but... It just took us 12 years to get all this measurement. People said, that's such a long time. Well, put your numbers to it. Sure. It's just math. So many a day, so many a week, so many a month, so many a year, four crews. How many does it add up to? Oh, it's going to take you about 12 years. So I told the tax commission 12 years ago. I said, this, this is a 12, 
13 year uh, process. But when I get through with it, I am going to be able to truly do a reassessment, truly do a reassessment, and everybody will be treated fairly. Are we still going to miss some on class? Probably so. That's why we say call us. Instead of getting on social media and just doing a bash, call. It doesn't behoove us to have it wrong. We want it to be right. Because if I'm paying my fair share, McHugh, you're paying your fair share, and if my mom, Sharon Taylor, is paying her fair share, then shouldn't everybody be paying their fair share? That's what makes it fair and equitable. That makes it where the districts can then set their budgets, and that makes it to where people can uh, have their assessments correct, and they can look at their neighbors when they're grilling and say, no, he's fair. He's fair. So quick question about new homes and homes that have recently sold. Uh, I know that if you're going to apply, say, for a homestead, a lot of times that's where you'll get at least some of your initial information. What? So when you hand over a property disclosure, it's going to have that information on it. Uh, when you go apply for your homestead, which is $75,000 off your uh, assessed value, if it is your primary residence. Question do y'all do a follow-up to that, or do y'all take those at face? No. Some of them, you know, if you can go out there and look at it and it hasn't been altered or anything like that, you can tell when you get on the property. But you can tell when you get on the property. But the situation that you have is they bring it in. We still have to sketch it. So we're still having to go to the home. We still have to take a picture of it. So while you're there, put a tape measure on it. Just do a verification. Because what we found is a lot of times people will bring in plans. That was the original plans. But then they decided that they wanted to add this, they wanted to add this, they wanted to add that. And all of a sudden the footprint's a little bit bigger. Or they add another room. They don't put this over here, they add a room. Uh, 10 by 10 is 100 square feet. If you got 100 square feet at $100 a square foot, that's $10,000 in value. Got to add that to it. So a lot of times people will tell us, that I got the same house they have. You do. You got the same house. Well, he's got 1,800 square feet. Well, mine's 1,700. Well, you don't have the same house. That's why you're off on the assessment a little bit. So we go out there and we verify it. We sketch it. We take pictures. We'll put a tape measure on it, and we'll make sure that uh, everything is correct on it. Again, it's taken us a while to do it. We have worked hard to make sure. That's why you see uh, vehicles. We're, we're constantly. My guys are out working all the time, and that's why we truly we went to a 410 day because five eights really didn't create anything better for our public nor for our workers if you're already out in the field if you got five days you're having to come back in at the same time so that's that drive time that you're missing 30 minutes back in 30 minutes out that's an hour per crew that's four hours a day that we're missing times four days that is 16 hours that we're missing So what we said was make it four tens and they get to stay out longer, two hours longer, and they only have the day of driving back in. Yes, some people say, well, we'd like you to be open on Friday. It has increased our work, our work level, and it has caused us to do better work. So we'll stay with the four tens because it allows people to come in before work and after work. There's a lot of people that come to our office at 5 and 5.30. So we're going to keep it the way it is. So let's talk about that for a second. When, you know, one of the things you wanted to discuss today was if you want to, um, I guess you could say, challenge your assessment. 
talk to us a little bit specifically because I think people get a little, you know, there's some people that are just going to want to argue with you. And there are some people who are just going to be mad about it because they don't want to pay taxes. And we all pay taxes. We all get a little mad about it sometimes. Uh, you know, my, my late father used to, uh, I drove him to Hammond to pay some property taxes on taxes he had there. It was about $50. He was still going to have a drink after because he hated it. Uh, but, you know, we all have to pay him. And like you said, it's fair and equitable. But you do have a right to challenge. Tell us a little bit about that process, what what it looks like on your end, and then where it can increase from there. Like, kind of a specific, like what happens when you walk into the office? Okay, here's what. First off, we went to the legislature and we said, look, there needs to be a little bit of, of fairness with the individual also. They need to know if there's going to be a large increase. So we now have to send a letter out to anyone who has a 15% or greater increase in their assessment, not their taxes. I have zero to do with their taxes, but their assessment is what I do. My title is assessor. And so I do assessments. So we go in and anything that's 15% or more, we're going to give you a letter. We're going to send it. Those letters went out about a month ago. Letting you know that our books would be open August the uh, 15th or 17th, actually, through the 31st, which is this coming Monday. Okay, so we're letting you know your assessment has increased. You need to come in and look at it. I'm the assessor. I look at mine every year. I look at mine every year and I'm in there every day because mistakes can be made. But once we get to the point that the mistake is not made and it's correct, we're going to stand on that assessment. So when you come in, if you can bring us proof, we do not go inside your home. So we do an outside inspection and we base it off of square footage and the prices of the houses in your area. So we come up with a square footage price and we put that on to your square foot. If you disagree with it or if you have things wrong inside your house, if your slab is cracked, if you have uh, uh, cracked walls or something, if there's some sort of flood, if the flood has come and you need to, you're still working on it. That affects your value. So instead of just going on and talking to your neighbor saying, well, this ain't fair, I've got a crack slab and everything, call us. We take those things off. And then when you come in, now, once we reach a consensus on your assessment, if you tell me, no, that assessment's fair, that that's what my house is worth. At that point, if your taxes are too high, you're in the wrong building. I have nothing to do with it. For hundreds of years, we have allowed that to go unchallenged. And the districts have their district meetings and they vote on their millages and then they disappear. And people come to the assessor's office or they go to pay their taxes and they say, you need to go talk to the assessor because he is the one that did this. No, the assessor put a value on it and the districts vote on their millages. And so what they vote on their millages, they can either raise them or they can lower them. I lowered my millages for the assessor's office by 10% this year. I'm still waiting to see if there's anyone else that has lowered their millages. Because when you get your tax bill, those millages are going to go to that assessment, and that's what your taxes are going to be. Not your assessment, your taxes. So you come in. If you disagree with my assessment, then we'll sit down and we'll talk with you. Okay, why do you disagree with it? Tell me. Give me some proof. Don't just come in and say, because I don't like it or I don't want it to be that, or JoJo told me to come in and see that. No, you come in and you give us proof 
of why your assessment is wrong because ours is based off of the numbers. So if you can show that to us, we will adjust your assessment. If you cannot, the assessment will stay. At that point, you have a right to appeal to the parish council. The parish council will then decide whether or not your assessment uh, argument is valid, and they will send it to the tax commission. Either way, if we get to that point with the parish council, it's going to the tax commission. Because if I feel like my numbers are right and the parish council would overrule it, then I'm going to appeal it to the tax commission. If you feel like that the parish council didn't do you a favor, you're going to appeal it to the tax commission. And that at that point, you go to the tax commission, they have their board there, and they look at the numbers. They don't look at it emotionally. They look at the numbers. This is what they are. If you don't have the proof that my numbers are wrong, they will stand with my numbers. If you have proof, they will change it. And that's how the appeal process works. So, you know, it's not it's not a mystery, but it is a process. Yes. So one of the processes that's going on right now is that and it's it's twofold and there's a two part to the flood. So we're going to talk about that second. You've already mentioned it. Want to talk about COVID first, because there's a process there, especially for businesses. You're offering reassessments for businesses affected by COVID. Tell us what, you know, so you don't have back and forths with these businesses and and they don't get scared or, or, you know, worried about the paperwork so they don't jump into it with you. Tell us what that process is, what you need for them to provide to your office to be able to receive some kind of benefit or some kind of reduction, at least for this year, in lost business because of COVID. This is the way the business is going to work. We've told you, told uh, different individuals, uh, businesses, come see us. March the 1st through July the 31st is the numbers that we're looking for. If you've had a drop in revenue, if you've had a drop in inventory, if you've had a drop in business, bring us the proof of that. Don't just come in and say, oh, my business is down 10%, 20%, 30%, 90%. Don't just come say it. I'm not changing it based off of hearsay. I'm not changing it off. You have to prove it. I would like to take everyone's word for it. But the legislature and the legislative auditor does not allow that process. They say we need to see proof. Okay. So when you come in, bring us what your numbers are from March the 1st of 18. I mean, uh, March 1st of uh, this year through July the 31st. For 18, 19, and 20. So that way we can get and we say, okay, well, he had a significant or that business had a significant drop this year. That can probably be related to COVID. Now, it may be that you just had business was going to turn down or whatever, but based on 18, 19, 20, I'm going to make the assumption that that was caused by COVID. And if you've had a drop, then we're going to take those five months and we're going to give you the full amount of your drop. Now, that doesn't mean you get that amount for the whole year. You only get it for those months. January and February, August, September, October, November, December, you had full business. But those five months, you had a drop. Now, anything that continues into August, September, October, we're going to carry that over to next year for your assessment. So bring in your numbers. Let us look at it. Sit down with us, and we're going to give you that reduction we've had businesses that have had no loss 
a lot of your fast food restaurants, uh, no loss. You drive by there, you can't even get in the doors. Uh, your construction, Home Depot, they're not coming. They, they have been, I mean, just booming. But your sit-down restaurants, they're coming. They're coming to see me. Your bars are coming to see me. Your barbers, look at it. Your barbers are coming to see me. That's why I'm not on camera. <laughs> Your barbers are coming to see me. So anything that had a reduction, come see it. And I had a guy the other day tell well, I probably, I'm not down but about 5%. That 5% is your money. That's your money. So if you get that 5%, we're going to give you that reduction so you have it. I've had as much as 90%. Some of our hotels are down 90% during that time period. Nobody's staying at the hotels. They're down. So we're going to take everything into account and help you with that. All homeowners in the parish got a 10% COVID reduction. All homeowners. So I we have trying to verify, but I may be the only assessor in the state that gave a 10% COVID reduction for homeowners because the market is up. You can look at the assessments and see that the market is not hurting. But we don't know what the market is going to do August, September, October, November when unemployment runs out or this happens or the businesses can't come back in. We stay in phase two. Governor kept us in phase two the other day. Whether you agree with it, like it, don't like it or not, let me tell you what does not happen. The assessor's office has zero to do with whether we're in phase one, phase two, or phase three. That is made by people with other decisions. My job is to make sure that your assessment is correct. So if you've had a drop in business, if you've had a drop in your uh, income uh, through COVID, call us. Call us. My staff is there. We had people that was accusing us of not answering the phone. We never closed. We had people answering the phone the whole time through all the lockdowns and everything. Through the hurricane, we had people at our office this whole week. I was there every single day, all four days. So you don't have an excuse that the office wasn't open. If you don't get an answer at the office, call back because we have people answering the phones the whole time. That's how you go through that process. Bring it in. We will give you your reduction. Let's talk about another reduction. Flood. That falls off this year. So before we jump into sort of the implications of that, do want to say, want you to talk about the process because if there are people still repairing for the flood or from the flood, they have an option. If anyone flooded because of Laura, especially in the south part of the parish, we are a coastal parish. We deal with some storm surge. You have reports that people have flooded. They can come to you. Tell us a little bit about that process. Okay. First of all, the flood of 2016, we gave you up to an 85 percent reduction over those four years. Uh, it was 20% in 16, 25% in 17, 20, and 20, 18, and 19. So you had a reduction all that time. The, the tax commission said that had to fall off this year. It has to come off. Okay. That's not a suggestion from them. That is, it's got to come off. So we had to take it off. So I said, that's fine. But we still have people trying to recover from that flood. And I said, since you said we have to take it off, I am now going to give them value. I'm not going to give them a percentage of just across the board. I'm going to give them value. So if you come into our office now and you show that you don't have floor and you don't have cabinets, you don't have doors on the inside, you still uh, have a long way to go. Bring us what you still having to do, and we're going to give you that reduction off of your assessment. And people say, well, I don't think that I ought to be paying this on a house. Does it? I agree with you. 
but that was the process that we were given for the last four years. This year, if you're down twenty-five dollars or $30,000 on your house value because of work that you're still doing, you're going to get that full twenty-five dollars to $30,000. Call us. I've got billboards all over the parish showing if you're still working on the flood, call us. We want to give you the reduction. If you flooded from Laura or if you flooded from any other event, call us. We want to give you that reduction and I'm going to give you value. I'm not going to give you a percentage across the board. I'm going to give you value. So in the lower part of our parish, like you said, we're coastal. Marpal, French Settlement, Springfield over on the A-Meet, there's people that have flooded. Call us. We want to make sure that you get that reduction, and we're going to give it to you. Now, he discussed, you know, what you have to provide to the office. What is going to be interesting about this year is not only was it a reassessment year, but you just discussed it. You know, they 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 said it's time for that to fall off. So there's going to be an increase in people's home value and therefore an increase in their their tax bill. There, I was trying to think of a clever way to put it. There's really no clever way to put it. There is going to and there's going to be some I guess you could you you brought it up earlier, some sticker shock. Uh, you talked about if people have a problem with it, they can call your office. Uh, but want to ask you real quick to sort of wrap wrap the show up here. How many taxing districts are there in Livingston Parish? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know the exact number, but I will tell you there are over 40. There are over 40 taxing districts. And a few years ago, McHugh, the parish council uh, tried to go into a situation to where they had a bunch of their districts meet on one night. And one of the councilmen from that group, it was a few years ago, it's not the current council group, they said, we'll never do that again. Because too many people showed up, it made it easy. They put them on all different nights so people can't show up to all of them. There are over 40 districts in this parish that are voting to raise their millages or lower them. We give them the adjusted amount. We say, with the money that we are going to bring into you, this is the millage that you need to charge to get the same amount you got last year. That's one thing that people don't understand is when I do the reassessment, the districts are supposed to adjust their millages downward so they don't get any more than they got last year. But the legislature said, well, if you don't like that process at the same meeting, you can vote to raise your millages back up to the maximum. So therefore, I've done my job and brought it down. And you, anybody that wants to go and look at the district meetings, they have to make a uh, 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 deal that says we're going to adjust our millages. We're going to go to the lowered rate. And then somebody makes a motion say, I would like to make a motion that we raise our millages back to the deal. So they have to lower them and then raise them back. So the lowering part, I've done my job. And you shouldn't have any more money. Your tax bill should be no more than it was last year because the millages should adjust. But at the same meeting, they then vote to raise them back up to the maximum. There's when your tax bill goes up. The assessment is done. You adjust it down. And then when they vote to raise it back up, your tax bill goes up. And that's what I am going to push and push and push so people understand the process. It is simple government. It is simple uh, civics in studying in high school on how the taxation works. But for so long, we've been able to allow people to just say, that's the assessor. And you can just you try to find somebody when the tax bills go out of one of the districts. They disappear. 
A lot of them had called me and say, stop saying that. Come stand in my office with me. When people, the tax bills come out and people come in there and start hollering at me about the tax bills coming out, have your district come in and stand with them and say, no, 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 here's why your tax bill went up. Because we feel like we need this money, this money, this money, and this money. The assessor did his job, and we're going to explain to you why we need money. It's not the assessor's job to explain to you why other districts raise their millages. It's the assessor's job to assess the property fairly. And so we're going to get that message out. want to let people know that we do have the public notice section in our paper. That is where they publish minutes of these meetings. You can see they also have to publish an announcement saying whether or not they are going to roll back or roll to the maximum, as you as you put it. Uh, their millages for that year. So going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Several have already put their announcements uh, in the paper, including the parish council, as well as the school board and some of these smaller uh, taxing districts as well. As Mr. Taylor uh, put, there are over 40. They are all over the parish, but they show up on your tax bill. Everything from drainage districts to fire districts to municipalities to uh, library, library, parish-wide government. You have your own millage. Now, you chose to reduce it for this year for COVID, correct? We talked about that in the yes. first podcast at the beginning of the summer. I lowered mine 10% because I, I personally know that people are suffering. You may not know anyone that has COVID, but you certainly know people that are suffering from COVID uh, uh, problems, whether it be a business, whether it be a layoff, whether it be they're having to go on unemployment. So we know people all around. I thought that we should all kind of take a little bit of the hurt. There's people that are hurting in their homes. Why can't we take the same kind of a, a, a reduction? And so I decided with my people, I told them, I said, we're going to give a 10% reduction in our, our millages. Now, my millages... Uh, they're only from my district. Like I said, we've got over 40 districts. I'm only one. So my little bit, you say, well, that don't help a lot. If everybody lowered them 10%, it would help a lot. It would be 10%. Okay? When you see a 20% reduction coming off for flood, when you see it coming off, that it means that a $100,000 home is now 120000 Start adding it up. That's your money. It's your money. Your money. I'm not here to ask the districts to lower their millages. I'm not here to suggest they lower the millages. I'm here to tell the people of this parish that if your tax bill is too high and you're blaming the assessor, you're blaming the wrong person if your assessment is correct. Now, if your assessment is wrong, I'm the guy. I'm the one. Look at it. Go to the meetings. And instead of just being on social media, saying stuff about it, go educate yourself on it. Find out, are the districts lowering their millages? Did they give us a break? And the ones that didn't, call them. So also want to let people know, I forgot to mention earlier, public notices are on our website if you have trouble reading them in the paper. I want to ask one last thing of you as a port of clarification uh, before we uh, wrap up here, I guess, I guess you can say. When you're, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, when you're looking at, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this here. Uh, when you're when you're looking at all of these these millages coming in and and that sort of thing, and when you're looking at the assessment on your home, and you're talking about the books being open for the time being through Monday, 
one of the things that you, you know, because I'm sure people are going to start sitting down and kind of comparing all the numbers that we've talked about today. And all of a sudden, you know, Monday, they're going to be like, oh, can that deadline for the open book go past the 31st? Or once that deadline is passed, they're going to have to go up the chain to appeal their home assessment. That, that is an excellent question. I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought that up because I, I forgot to bring this up. I'm going to continue to work with people. The deadline set by the state is a hard line, 31st, because we have to certify our roles. Once we close our books at 530 on Monday, then we have to go through the process that we got to get it over so people can uh, go to the parish council for the meeting. And then we have to certify the role. We have to certify it. OK, so does that mean that Tuesday morning? If you bring stuff in there to me that I'm not going to help you, absolutely not. I mean, that that's, that would be just ridiculous to even uh, for somebody to think that. But a lot of people don't know. They don't know the process. I try to tell my people, you treat everybody that comes in here like you were the first day you come in. You had no idea how this office worked. When you walked in, you didn't know what a millage was. You didn't know what an assessment was. You just knew that this was the assessor's office. Over time, you was able to educate yourself. So we're going to educate the public as best we can. But Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, October, November, if you come in, we're going to assist you. What the difference is, is now we can make those changes without a change order going to the tax commission. Starting Tuesday, any changes that we make have to go to the tax commission for their approval. Okay. They have to go up there because our role at that point is going to be locked and it's got to be certified. You have to cut it off at some time to be able to get your tax notices out. Okay. So at that point, but we will go with you. We will sit down with you. We will do all the paperwork for you to send it to the tax commission. So if you don't get to me Monday, we're not going anywhere. We've got a beautiful building out there. We work out there. So come see us. If your business, you still feel like you need more reduction, come see us. If your home is still being repaired, come see us. If you feel like I have your assessment wrong, come see us. Here's the big one. If you know that your neighbor is not on where he's supposed to be, you can go online and look at it. The biggest surprise that I've had is people think that we're trying to pull a fast one, but I've got it all listed on the Internet that you can go see it on the Web. You can see what your neighbor is assessed for. You can see what you're assessed for. You can see what the brothers are assessed for, uh, sisters, everything. You can see what everybody is assessed for. So if you see it and somebody is living in a home like yours and they're not on, call us. But before you go to ranting and raving... Look at it and see if there's a chance that there's a freeze form. Because if you're over 65, your assessment is frozen. One of the things that people think they think is frozen at the tax, uh, the assessment from the year before. It's not. It's frozen when you the year after you turn 65 and you make less than $77,000 a year. It's frozen. If I give a reduction for flood or if I give a reduction for COVID, that only comes off after the reduction. Then it's lowered that 10%. When that comes off, it goes back to that. So if you come in on a year that it was frozen on with the reduction, you don't get that reduction. You come back in and we've put it back to where the assessment was. 
and then we freeze you there. A lot of people say, well, last year you had me at 20% less than it. Yeah, that was the flood reduction. Your assessment is here. That's a reduction. So it's just good to educate yourself on it and look at it. We want to help you. We want you to be right. I don't want anybody to pay one penny more than they're supposed to pay on their taxes. And the only way that can happen is if I do the assessments right. Tell everybody, if you give us the address of your office and your phone number. You also have a Facebook page now. I do. We have a, a Facebook page, LivingstonAssessor.com. Uh, please go on there. Leave comments. Uh, be nice. We ask you that you be nice. Um, and th- that's something that you shouldn't have to say. But, McHugh, we have to say it. Right. So be nice. Anything that you say, if it's vile or anything like that, we're, we're not going to uh, allow that to go. We're going to remove it. Uh, but our address is 20400 Government uh, uh, Avenue out there in Livingston. Um, our number is 225-686-7278. Uh, as they say on the commercials, we have people standing by ready to take your call. And my people are certified. We don't just go to a conference and get certification hours. We have to take classes. I just went through a class this week. It was eight hours a day. And I finished it yesterday. In the meantime, I was still taking phone calls and everything, having to put on hold and everything. We have one of our guys out there taking a test today on the information that he went over this week, 32 hours of class time in one week, and he's taking a test on it today. Most of our people are certified. So it's not like when you come out there, we don't know what we're doing. We do. And I'm very proud of my staff. I stand with them. I support them. We're doing our best to get the information out to you. It was said that we need to do more to get information out. We're sending letters. We have billboards. We're doing podcasts. We're doing everything we can to get the information. If you find out that the information didn't get to you in a timely manner, let us know. We want to get it out to you. But come see us. Call us. Now, we are kind of limiting the number of people that can come into the lobby because of covid you know, so it's best that you call first because a lot of the stuff we can take care of over the phone. If you've got a homestead, we do it online now. You can go online and take care of it. We, we got you. But if it's something that you need to come see us, come see us. We're there. One last time, Assessor Jeff Taylor is joining us today. We, uh, it, it's an interesting year in the assessment business, uh, but a lot is going on. We covered it here. We also had a podcast we did in early June. Uh, so we appreciate you joining us again. Please remember that even though the books close on Monday, office is still there to help you. And of course, those of you who are going to listen to this over the weekend are going to start crunching the numbers and say, I need to call. Uh, so don't forget that even if it's Tuesday at 8 a.m., you can still call. You can still go up there. But please remember also, as you said, there are COVID mitigation efforts going on. Uh, so you may have to wait in your vehicle until it's your turn. Uh, one last time, Mr. Assessor Jeff Taylor. Thank you, sir, for joining us. We appreciate it. McHugh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for allowing us to get the information out. Absolutely. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us again for the Livingston Paris News Weekly Show. We talked assessments today. We're going to roll this out on Friday afternoon. We hope you guys have a chance to listen to it over the weekend. Lots of good information here. want to remind folks that we are on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. We have a podcast page for these. We have audio and video versions 
We also push them out to any podcast platform you can think of. Once again, appreciate you guys joining us. Appreciate you guys educating yourself on what's going on on Livingston Parish, and we will see you next time.